0: Coming up on Philosophy Talk... The French essayist Michel de Montaigne once said. I think there is more barbarity in eating a man alive than in eating him dead. Michel de Montaigne and the art of the essay. The wisdom of it. Montaigne invented essays. They're a great way to do philosophy. What are you talking about? He digresses all over the place and contradicts himself. Sounds like you don't understand what philosophy is. You think I'm going to figure that out from Montaigne's essays? What it is not is what you're uh, learning to do at school in America today. Our guest is Cécile Aldry from Stanford University. The constant questioning of how much and how little we can know is the philosophizing that's going on in the essays.
1: Montaigne and the art of the essay.
2: Nothing fixes a thing so intensely in the memory as the wish to forget it. Michelle de Montaigne.
0: Coming up on Philosophy Talk. On Wednesday, March 8th, come be part of a live recording of Philosophy Talk on the Stanford campus. We'll be thinking about the philosophy of smell with experimental psychologist Asfa Majid. This event is free and open to the public. Everybody's welcome. More information at philosophytalk.org.
3: That's Wednesday, March 8th at 7 p.m. in Leventhal Hall of the Stanford Humanities Center.
0: Smell you later. Are essays a good way to do philosophy?
1: What if they're full of digressions or contradictions? Could that make them even more philosophical? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence.
0: I'm Josh Landy.
1: And I'm Lanier Anderson, sitting in for Ray Briggs. We're coming to you from our respective homes by the studios of KLW San Francisco.
0: Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Lanier teaches philosophy and where he and I co-direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative.
1: Today, we're thinking about Michel de Montaigne and the art of the essay. You know, Josh, Montaigne actually invented the essay back in the 1570s.
0: Yeah, and those essays, they're pretty amazing. Uh, They get you thinking about so many different things, but
1: I mean, they don't really philosophy, are they? What do you mean, Josh? They make you think, and they make you think about interesting things. Isn't that what this show is supposed to be about? And they're about all (laughs) kinds of philosophical themes. You know, knowledge, morality, the confrontation with death. What's not philosophical about that?
0: Well, they're, they're a mess. I mean, the guy starts out talking about the limits of our knowledge, and the next thing you know, he's telling you about his thumbs.
1: That's all deliberate, my friend. As Michel says, it's the inattentive reader who loses my subject, not me. So it's all your fault, Josh.
0: Oh, right, yeah. Blame the reader. It's not, it's not my fault he can't keep his story straight. Plus, he's always contradicting himself. I mean, yeah, yeah. one page he'll say philosophy is all about learning to face death. And then
1: a few pages later, he'll say you can't learn to face death. Come on, Josh. It was a few hundred pages later. But anyway, (laughs) contradiction is the lifeblood of the essay. It's the what? The word essay literally means attempt or tryout. Montaigne invented the form precisely so he could try things out. Stuff he wasn't sure about. He said it himself. If my mind could gain a firm footing, I would not make essays, I'd make decisions.
0: Okay, that is a good line. And trying things out, that's
1: great, but but
0: how is it doing philosophy?
1: Man, you have such an impoverished conception of philosophy. Okay, smarty-pants, enlighten me. Look, I'm with Montaigne. Philosophy isn't just about coming up with true beliefs. It's about living well. You can have all the best beliefs in the world, but if you're living like a boor or a tyrant, then it's totally pointless or even worse. Okay, yeah, I accept that, but, but look, here's my question.
0: How on earth is a massive digressions and contradictions gonna help us live better? I mean, I, mean, I mean, can't we live good lives by reading things that are clear, things that are consistent, things that stick to the point?
1: No, because that's not gonna help you be a skeptic or a good skeptic like Montaigne was he realized just how hard it is to know anything and also how dangerous it can be when you think you know more than you actually know.
0: Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the, the folks around Montaigne in France in the 16th century, they were so certain. They had it exactly right about which version of Christianity was the right one. They were running around slaughtering each other in the millions. I mean, that that does seem to be a case where being
1: totally convinced you have the right beliefs is dangerous. Right. And that was just about which version of Christianity. I think he's totally right that we need at least a measure of skepticism to counter that kind of lethal overconfidence. That's why the essay form made so much sense for Montaigne. He thought, let's be humble about what we can know and cautious about upsetting the whole apple cart of society based on our pet ideas. So instead, you should use your writing to remind yourself of just how confused you are just how little you actually know.
0: You know what, Lanier, that's actually pretty neat. And, and Montaigne really did turn questioning everything into an art form, a, a, a questioning that got him to some pretty impressive places for his time, like the equality of women, the stupidity of religious wars, the, the barbarity of imperialism.
1: Finally, Josh, you're getting it. Philosophy is all about the questions, not the answers, just like Socrates said all along. See, maybe
0: I don't have such an impoverished view of philosophy after all.
1: Okay, I think I might have heard something from you before about that. So I guess you don't. (laughs) And neither does our guest, Cécile Aldoui, who's an expert on the French Renaissance. Cécile has written about Montaigne, and she's also an expert on political polarization today. So she's the perfect person to talk to about Montaigne's essaying, his philosophy, and his politics.
0: So who was this Montaigne fella, anyway? We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to find out.
2: She files this report. Michelle de Montaigne is just, um, wow.
3: <laughs> Rob Suretsky is a professor of history at the University of Houston. To him, Montaigne is someone he wishes he could have a beer
2: with. He talks about textiles. He talks about the earth. He talks about food. He talks about, forgive me, about defecating. He talks about sex. He just loves earthly things.
3: Montaigne is known as the man who invented the essay. So, of course, he had a lot to say. And people have a lot to say about him. But Zaretsky thinks we still don't really know him.
2: And just as we really don't know him, if we were to do what Montaigne did and take a long, sustained look at ourselves... We don't know who we are either.
3: But if nothing else, we can at least begin with some basic biographical facts. Montaigne was born in the Aquitaine region of France in 1533 and grew up on a wealthy estate speaking Latin. As an adult, he served in the Bordeaux Parliament and became very good friends with the humanist writer, Etienne de la Boise.
2: Montaigne really describes it as a perfect friendship.
3: That's Pierre Force, a professor of French and history at Columbia University.
2: There was mutual admiration, but there was um, love.
3: Montaigne's friend died in 1563, just a few years after they met. In 1570, Montaigne decided it was time to retire.
2: And he dedicated his life to reading and thinking and meditating. Um, And that's when he started writing the essays.
3: In his younger years, Montaigne was obsessed with death. But when he fell off a horse and nearly died, his mindset changed.
2: He essentially saw himself dying and then he saw himself coming back to life. And as a result, uh, he was uh, probably less uh, stressed or afraid or or obsessed uh, with uh, the idea of death uh, than, than he was in his early years.
3: While surrounded with his own thoughts, he learns that the people of Bordeaux had elected him mayor.
2: He apparently did not lobby for that position or anything like that, Uh, they just elected him.
3: And he did such a great job that he was elected again. Montaigne lived during an extremely turbulent time, and the world threw a lot at him. At one point he had been asked to act as an official mediator during the vicious war between Catholics and Protestants. In the essays, he talks about almost getting kidnapped and ransomed at his house. Still, he just wanted to meditate and write.
2: Looking into himself, taking care of his own mind, his own heart.
3: But staying in one place was not easy. In 1585, Montaigne learned the plague had arrived in Bordeaux. Rob Zaretsky from the University of Houston says Montaigne hit the road with his family. And in one of his essays, he describes wishing he could run
2: from himself. The point to living is not to rehearse one's dying for Montaigne. Now, in the wake of the plague, the point to life is to live.
3: So Montaigne lived, and he wrote and wrote and wrote. He lived an unusual life in a frightening time and spent a lot of it trying to get to know himself better. After all, as he would say, even on the most exalted throne in the world, we are only sitting on our own bottom. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly Jim McDeed.
0: Want to hear more? You can find a complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.